Hello there for the fifth and final time, Unprofessional Advice listeners. This is, of course, the final installment for this first season. For anyone who's been following and rooting for Giselle, thank you so very much. It is appreciated. I'm just going to dive right into it. There was some time placed between the last session and this one also to allow her some independence to apply everything to her life. So let's give her a call and see how she is doing. Hello? Giselle, Giselle, Giselle. Hi, how are you, Yana? <laughs> I am doing great. Oh, hearing your voice now makes me feel sad, but also what? happy. <laughs> that is sad. Oh, no. You don't bring on the waterworks, not yet. Not, not yet. the end of the phone call. <laughs> <laughs> All oh. right. So, how have you been? Um, I've been like a little fifty-fifty. Like I'm sad it's come to an end, but also I had something, some triggers that I felt not set me back, but like kind of took oh, me no. somewhere where I didn't want to be. So I'm trying to put myself in the positive side of things. Um. Right, that's something that maybe, uh, like you said, follow the guidelines that we set mm-hmm. together, and maybe I'll be back to the same place that I was before. Um, it's not bad, but maybe it's just I need more time you to can talk recover. about on the podcast. Something? What is it? Something you can talk about on the podcast? Not really. Is it something you can it's, talk about to me? It's something that I mentioned to you, yeah, on oh, the you side. Could, well, talk to me, and I, I will cut it out. What's going on with you? Any sort of situation, I don't want you to take that. Let that take that away from you, because that I was know. powerful, and it'd be lost That's what to I was you. afraid of bringing it up, because I was like, I know she's gonna tell me, like, oh, I'll <laughs> set yourself. Back. <laughs> no, 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 um, no. We're not perfect. Things, yeah. things are gonna happen. You use the perfect word, triggers. My intention was not to to change someone's life completely in two months i mean it's possible but you know it's unlikely um but what i can say pertaining to this particular situation is that even though it might seem negative it's not because it's just another step you know what i mean right and Uh every new part of the journey that you reach there are going to be these encounters you understand what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and those and i think in editing, I remember our first session, I think you were saying something about dealing with the big situations now and then you're going to deal with the small matters later. It might seem like or might be the big things, but honey, those are not. Speaking your truth mm-hmm. and when you that was the mm-hmm. big thing. And now you jumped that hurdle and now you're just running a little bit of a different part of the race and, and, and you know, situations are going to be in that too. And that's all right. You are definitely forward. So I don't want you to feel like, and I'm not just talking about this situation with what I'm about to say, with anything Mm -hmm. that is going to come, because you have made so much progress, honey, and that is yours. (laughs) Again, that is yours, and nothing should take that away from you. In anything that is going to come your way, if you you know any triggers or whatever, no matter what aspect of your life it's in, I do not Mm -hmm. want you to feel like it's something that is setting you back. It's not, because you can't go backward. There's no going backward. You are who you are now. It's just about how you're going to handle those situations. You understand what I'm saying? And as long as the new and improved you is the person handling those situations, you don't need to worry about going backward. And you have not gone backward. 
you're still a human being. You are just, you know, you're going to feel things that you felt before. Things are going to affect you the same way. And that's fine. It's how you react to it that's going to make the difference. And I have 100% confidence that you are going to handle anything that is thrown your way now with a different perspective and one that allows you to come out of the situation as the victor. So don't worry. Don't worry yourself. Thank you. I was like, I'm going to disappoint her if I tell her. <laughs> no, um, no, 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 honey. You're all right. Yeah. You got this. I know you got this. And even if you feel like you don't got it, that's okay, too. You're going to get it. <laughs> it's about growing. You've grown where you've grown. And again, it's just a different part. But you have moved forward. You're beyond where you were. That's fine. True. That's true. And uh, besides that, what's been going on? Or has that kind of really downed your spirit a lot? Or what oh, has it kind of put a damper? Yeah. Uh, um... Okay, so this is kind of weird, but sometimes, like, because of my anxiety of, of, uh, like, about that, Mm -hmm. I kind of have, like, certain dreams that I shouldn't be having, Mm -hmm. and then I wake up with my heart racing, and then I think I'm okay other days, but I don't know where I'll have, like, a a, a bad dream or a nightmare. Um, Not a nightmare, just something that is out of the blue catching me off guard, Mm -hmm. and then I don't know where I'll get an email pertaining to, like, that thing. Right. And I'm like, what the hell is the universe telling me? Like, I hate when that happens, you know, when everything connects and it's yeah. so scary. It's like, who's listening right now? I didn't say anything about this. <laughs> Girl, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that happened to me, actually. Was it this morning? Yeah, it was this morning or was it yesterday? And yesterday I was just being very, very tired because I'm trying to regulate my sleep. So I'm trying to go to sleep early and, and, and wake up early. So that's why I'm sorry about yesterday that, okay. oh, my God, like my body clock, I it literally like around 9.30, 10, I was like, oh, my God, I'm falling asleep. I should just text her that I'm falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's completely all so, right. So today I slapped myself a little bit. I took a little nap and I was like, no, no, I have to be up by, by, by 9, 10 o'clock. So... Um, yeah, so I'm, like I said, I'm just trying to be better to myself and start to work out again. Nice. I'm starting to, you know, take care of my skin more and okay. actually wash my hair once a week. Like, <laughs> nice. So self-care. So, it sounds like things. a lot of self-care is going on. I love that. Definitely. I went to take a walk in the park the other day after a long time. Um, so just getting that fresh air, I'm just like, you know, I just need to be grateful for what I have right now at the moment rather than what happened in the past or what I don't have coming to me in the future or, you know, like the unknown. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just trying, you know, um, and I do have like my friends who tell me, you know, I'm so proud of you, Giselle and all this stuff. So, um, it's good to hear that, but it's so sad that sometimes I, I'm not proud of myself because I'm still kind of like, um, I'm still trying to recover or, you know, when, you know, when you, someone, when you don't think like you're pretty and it's like, well, you're beautiful. And I was like, well, I don't see it. That's what it feels like right now when it comes to like feeling proud of myself. Mm. So, yeah, I think that's the best way to put it. <laughs> I believe it's called, well, not I believe it's called, I know that it's called imposter syndrome. Yes. Oh my God. Imposter. I was exactly what I was going to tell you. Yep. I definitely have that ever since I was little, like. I would get like straight A's or something on my essay and I would still feel like that's not good enough because I think I wasn't, I might maybe not like acknowledged or recognized for it. Um, and I remember with my parents too, I'll be like, Oh look. And they're like, Oh good. Good for you. And I'm like, okay. Like you're not going to be like, Hey, on the back. It was just, well, it's so typical of you to get straight A's that 
we expect it from you. It's not we're not proud. It's just good job. You know, mm-hmm. continue. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing from my other siblings that they they weren't doing so well. So I would hear them criticize them. Oh, why? Why you got to see? You know, you better study. Like blah 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 blah. And I'm just like, hello, I'm right here. Like I can help you. You know, so maybe that's where it comes from. Not mm-hmm. from them, but from myself. Right. Right. Because sometimes I'll be the top student, but at some like in middle, no, like in high school, I ended up being like ranked number like three out of like a hundred of class. And I was like, I'm not smart enough. <laughs> but with 20, those kids who were in my league were my friends. So mm-hmm. I was not jealous. I was just like, wow, when I got to college, I didn't feel that smart anymore. Because <laughs> uh-huh. I was barely set. I was part of the dean's list a couple of oh, times nice. in college. But then when I realized I got my first C ever, I was mortified. I was like, what? <laughs> So it's fucking philosophy because I hated philosophy. It was so hard. So, yeah, sometimes little things like that, I'm like, ugh, like I know I could do better. Like I'm so good at studying. I'm so good at writing papers. Why wasn't that good enough? So I guess maybe that's why now when I'm creating content and then when someone doesn't like it, like I know how to take criticism, but I still have a hard time in my head saying that's just what it is. It's life. You know, you, you recycle, you, you repair it, you do better, or you mm-hmm. throw it all away and then you start over. So. I guess because I haven't done it in a while, it's, you know, even my friends the same way. He's like, oh, don't be so hard on yourself because he's the one in media helping you. He's like, you should create, create, create. Don't don't worry about it. And so he's like, really hard on yourself. Just do it, and then I'll, I'll help you edit. So I'm trying to get there again um, to be more confident in my work and not be like, oh, maybe that's not too, you know, maybe it's not good enough. Maybe it's missing this. Like, just do it. Forget about the fear of the unknown mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, if I don't try, I won't know. So that's that's actually one of the answers to to the question. What I feared is no oh, yeah. longer the unknown because I'm actually doing a YouTube channel. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. So I'm gonna save that for later. Then <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. You know, with what you're talking about, since we jumped straight in with the imposter syndrome situation, mm-hmm. before I give my direct advice, so to speak, on that. Do you okay. have the the words and adjectives that you had to write down about yourself and like say them to yourself? I did. All right. Yeah, I have it on my laptop, so I'll just have to get yeah, on my just laptop. Grab, like, yeah, um, just grab that. And is this on on podcast or off podcast still? Oh, on on. But oh, I, could, okay. I could edit anything. It's it's just. So oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the thing is, because my name is, you know. Mm. With Giselle, I put Giselle, and then I put I think the letter M to fulfill all the letters in my real name. So, so just just letting you know, you know, you might be like, where that letter came from? I think I added an extra L or extra L or S or something like that. That Um, sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) Smart. I'm gonna tell you that. Yeah. Um, and then quote my middle initial is which is I think or something like that, which I made up. Um. But let me see. I'm gonna just pull it up. Smart. All right. Let so whenever me. you're, <laughs> whenever you're ready, I'm ready because I have my laptop on now. Awesome. Do you? You're in your room, presumably. Yes, I'm alone in my room. And yeah, you have George. a mirror, presumably. Yes. While we're on the call, I want you to say to yourself in the mirror. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's very. I know. It's very, very vulnerable. It's like you're exposing yourself. Yeah. Um, okay. Are we doing this in order or are we doing the adjectives now? Um, we could do, we're going to go straight to the adjectives because since we're oh, on the topic we of the imp- imposter syndrome, 
I just want to just attack that while we're on it. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Uh, okay. <sighs> okay, so letter G, right, for the first. I hope you're looking at yourself. Yes. <laughs> this is so awkward. <laughs> I know. I love it. <laughs> okay. I'm looking at myself. Um, and is your smile beautiful? Let me ask you that. Excuse me? Is your smile beautiful? I actually am smiling right now. <laughs> and are you thinking, oh my goodness, you're beautiful? Are you feeling happy with yourself? Like looking at you and are you feeling the joy? Like if you were looking at someone laughing and smiling and you know, like you would kind of feel it and laugh and smile the same way. Are you feeling that while you're looking at your reflection? I, I, it's like, not that I'm not satisfied with what I'm seeing, but because I see myself, like I see my mom when I look at my face, I see my dad. <laughs> I am proud of what I see in the mirror. I'm not ashamed of her. I, um, I have, you know, very nice traits that I will possibly hopefully pass on to my kids you know mm -hmm. I'm seeing these distinctive eyebrows I've had since I was little always thick and now they're in style I'm not ashamed <laughs> of them <laughs> I'm seeing these almond eyes that I got from my dad I see this uh little nose of mine that I got from my dad too that's actually I've always uh, when I was little was insecure about my face by my nose because I thought it was bigger than the rest of my face but I grew into it and then I have my teeth that I got from my mom. They're nice and straight. Mm -hmm. um, my cheeks from my dad. So, yeah, I do not, you know, see anything like, oh, I wish I could change her, what I see in the mirror. Because um, it's a reminder of, like, as my parents are gone, I can see the mirror and I'll be like, wow, I got beautiful traits from my parents. So... Do you know how yeah. good that girl in the mirror that you're looking at feels hearing you talk about her like that? <laughs> I think she she's happy to hear that after she everything that I've been through. She feels <laughs> so good. I guarantee yeah. you. Give her more of that. Give her that as much as you can. Not just for how she looks, but for what she does and how she what thinks. All of that. Give her a lot more of that. I She really appreciates it. I guarantee you. Oh. <laughs> Because what you can give to her, no one else can. There is a lot that other people can give to her, but there's something that only you have mm -hmm. within you that can really make her happy and feel good about herself. And she depends on you for it. That's true. So don't ever fail her. And I promise Aww. you, she will never go anywhere. She's not going anywhere. She can't. <laughs> <laughs> so don't worry about her just using you and leaving. <laughs> Awesome. That is true. I am the mom of my body and everything else is my kids and I have to take care of. You That's how I to. see it too. That's yeah. it. I love that. I hope say that again so people listening could really get that. <laughs> I am the mother of my body and everything else is my child. Mm -hmm. So my skin, I take care of her. That's my child. My teeth, I take care of her. My body, if I want to work out, I take care of her. Health-wise, what I put into my body, that's me nourishing. Um, taking care of my hair, that's my other child. So this whole body is full of kids that I have to take care of. <laughs> and they come back to me saying, hey, thanks so much. Or, hey, I need help. And I know when to help and how to help now. 
So I love that. What about her? What about her emotions? Yes, definitely that we have a little love hate relationship, but we're think I think we're getting to a good place. <laughs> when you neglect a child, what becomes of oh. that situation? Like just in your opinion, abandonment issues, um, anger, sadness, fear of the unknown without having someone side by side with you to guide you. Mm-hmm. Um, also just solitary like emotions, but it, not in a good way. Not like I enjoy mm-hmm. my own company, more like, you know, like a self-loathe. Like, mm-hmm. why am I like this? So it's not good to leave those emotions isolated for long because then they'll have a mind of their own. And then you won't be able to control them. Of course. So you know what? We're not even going to... I love that you just did that. So we're going to go back in the order that we had planned in the email. (laughs) And what you just said, I want you to apply that to, it's it's kind of like using the whole imposter syndrome idea, like almost like when you have these feelings where it's like, oh, am I really? Or, "Mm, okay, thank you, but I don't really feel it. I want you to almost dissociate with yourself. Mm-hmm. You are Giselle, and then I want you to go in the mirror, and I want you to look at her. Her yeah. that isn't you, but her that everything that is her, everything that is a part of her, both physically and psychologically, those are your children. She just comprises of things that are your children that you are responsible for mm-hmm. nourishing and nurturing and taking care of. That is your responsibility. When she does something, when you personally might not feel proud of it or whatever of yourself, I want you to go to the mirror, dissociate, and I want you to tell her that you're proud of her. Yeah. So in that way, it's like you're subconscious or that you're not feeling or, or getting the right feeling that you should have. Mm-hmm. At least when you tell her, it still translate over to you receiving it. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think you should you should try to give that a chance. So when someone tells you, hey, that video that you did was really nice and you don't know or you don't feel it, then that is your child. That is your emotion and your confidence. That's all a part of, you know, your children feeling bad and you don't mm-hmm. want to be a bad parent. So take yourself to the <laughs> mirror and you tell her, you know what? you Yeah, that was good. You know what? Shit. I am the shit, you know. I am the shit. Or you are the shit, rather. <laughs> you are the shit. You, that was a good video and great. And you know what? Next time we can do this or next time we can do that or we can add whatever. Like, talking to yourself is, 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 oh my goodness, that thing of, you know, talking to yourself is weird or crazy is such bollocks. Like, talking to yourself is one of the most healthy things a person could do. So yeah, try yeah, to have more conversations with her whenever you feel like, Whenever you feel like you have imposter syndrome, try that method. I think it should really, it should really help you because it's just between the two of you. Imposter syndrome, no one, I, there's nothing that I can personally tell you to make you feel a certain type of way. It has to be between you and yourself to, mm-hmm. to jump over that hurdle. And I, I think that this could help you. Um, all right. All right. Now, the first one was, what had you feared that you no longer fear uh, okay so i want to say the unknown mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because i feel like i've taken a lot of um and i don't want to say a lot of risk but more of a less shy approach when yeah. it comes to things mm-hmm. um especially when it comes to like job opportunities yeah um 
I'm not afraid to say, hey, do you need some help? I can do this. I can do that. Like, I am more than willing to put my hand out and say, listen, I don't know what you think I have to offer, but I know what I have to offer. Yes. Honey, Mm -hmm. yes. Go ahead. I love that. (laughs) So I've noticed that about myself. Like, even with my friends uh, in the media industry, we'll be talking, and I'll say, you know what? This would be a good idea. And then my guy friend will be like, yo, that's, that's actually brilliant. Why don't you take ownership of that and run with it instead of telling us to work with you. And I'm like, you know what? That's true. I need a project of my own with my name on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I like that I can share my ideas without stupid because, you know, sometimes people shut you down or they yeah. think, oh, that's a silly idea. And it's like, okay, but why are you saying it's a silly idea? Maybe you haven't tried it. Maybe that's why you're scared. Um, so I have to see it like that too. When someone kind of down, you know, like they try to like bash me or something like that or second guess my my skills mm-hmm. okay well then you try it can you do it better than me i don't think so because i'm only one giselle and you're just one person and i don't think your opinion should matter mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's something also people's opinions um i you know i don't feel like i'm mostly i've never really cared about other people's opinions but to this point it's like I have to do what I have to do. I have to explore. Even even if that one first YouTube video was like crappy quality, you're going to say it's crappy, but I'm going to say, well, I did it finally. Yes. So that's something that I noticed. I, I've been sharing my YouTube channel with my friends and other people. And then, of course, people be like, oh, it's such a great idea. And other people are like, oh, you can get better equipment. Did you have this view that I was like, you want to buy it for me? Okay. I didn't think so. <laughs> exactly. So I've gotten a little bit of that, and it's a little annoying because I want to. I tell them like, I want to see your channel. Do you have one? Okay, I thought so because everyone starts from the bottom. So Absolutely. if you want to invest in me, then you give me five hundred dollars. <laughs> if not, then you shut up. <laughs> so that's definitely a few things. Um, for the first question, so I'm not scared of people's opinions, and I'm not scared of the unknown because I'm actually trying. I'm doing something that I didn't think I would do and even this is another funny part I thought about maybe going back to school for my master's in the fall so Mm. I'm gonna cross that step of oh I'm scared what if I don't get in well I'm gonna friggin attempt now (laughs) instead of you know waiting it's been like a few years since I wanted to do it so awesome look at that you're just very very much unafraid of the uncertain huh (laughs) or the unknown love it because I have, like, a in, like, editing, which, you know, takes a lot of time because I have to, like, re-listen mm-hmm. to all our conversations. But from the first episode, the way that you, well, first conversation or session, however, you now are talking in present tense of the things that you were talking about for future tense. And I want you to know how crazy that is. That I never had noticed. Very good. The things like, you know, you were saying like, yeah, I want to be like this. And, you know, like, I really want to be like that. And, you know, I want to be this type of person. And, to, and now you're saying, yeah, and I am this way and I do this and I do that. And that is great. That is, it's been two months. And that awesome. is you now. You are now living the future tense that you spoke about two months ago. And even that is something to feel proud of. And you're owning it, too. I love how, how you just spoke like you're owning it. It's like, yeah. Like, are you going to buy, like, yeah, like, you know, you <laughs> go on ahead, honey, just go <laughs> on ahead. 
All right. Um, the next one was what existed in your life, and this could be more than one thing, however, that were not conducive towards your progress that you have or are working to let go, and what are you replacing those with? Uh, I'm trying to think of that multiple, but the one that comes up 100% in mind is regret. I um I feel like that's kind of been hindering my progress in the past because it's like, oh, I regret not going to school for another degree or I regret, you know, giving this guy a chance or whatever, you know, we spoke about in the other uh, sessions um, or I regret not trying this freelancing thing sooner. And it's like, that's not going to help me mm-hmm. thinking about the past. You know, it's like, OK, we're going to leave that there. Mm-hmm. Either we pick up where we left off or we start something completely new. So. I feel like I've been doing that. I've been forgetting about, oh, well, I should have hit up this person for an opportunity for, like, you know, to write for them. And it's like, no, how about I take control of my life and I do it myself. I start my own website. I start my own podcast. I'm going to start my own, you know, series on YouTube. Yeah. So I feel like that's, I replace it with my own ambitions, with my own, you know, um, my own creative juices. Instead of having to piggyback on other people, because that's how I felt that I had to, let's say, if I wanted to be a journalist, I have to see if I can write for the New York Times. No, now people are entrepreneurs. I can do that myself. On my website, I can, you know, write an article, write a blog. On Instagram, I could put a video that I was, you know, down at the protest, you know, reporting live or whatever on my own media company, let's say. So I feel like I can do everything myself instead of having to wait for other people to bang wanging on me um mm-hmm. so that's something that other people have told me as well they're like oh why what are you waiting for I was, you know what you're right what the hell am i waiting for so i'm replacing the what ifs with oh i did that there we go <laughs> so i'm i'm glad i'm glad because a lot of people have been pushing me to be like hey you know like my best friend she's like i want to help you i want to help you buy that new camera or that new lighting for the for your youtube series and i'm like that's very sweet that people are actually super supportive and pushing me to just keep continuing what I'm doing. Because they're like, you're on a roll. You know, you keep this energy up, and who knows, by the end of the year, you might have, like, three jobs. <laughs> so, you never know, honey. You absolutely yeah. never know. That's, that's what it's about. I love exactly. that. That is a wonderful thing. So you're, re- you're replacing the the what-ifs with the I am doing or the oh, I did that. Yep. I love yep. it. That's, that, oh, look at you. Look at you. <laughs> Just look at you. I I don't even have you were you were taking control. You were tackling this. Like I remember, I think I don't know which one of our conversations. If it was like the first first one off the podcast or the first session, I asked you the question of what do you think you have to offer. And I think at some point there was a follow up question of do you think that you are equipped to do this to do stuff by yourself or something like that. The question was, and clearly you were because look at you doing it. You are making it happen. You're owning your life. And again, I want you to really listen to the things that you're saying um, and contextualize them with what you said earlier in the call about, you know, feeling like if you've been set back or or even the imposter syndrome. I really want you to hear what you're saying because that is not a person that has been set back. All of these things that you're talking about, this is a woman who is owning her life like owning it and that is that is a woman with a mission and that is a woman who is <laughs> making progress not the opposite Thank um you. all right so the next one was 
right? How are you going to approach the dating world when you're ready? And <clears throat> and what is the ever-evolving you going to bring to the table to a relationship? Okay. So, I actually have a confession. I oh. actually... Ooh. No, no, okay. nothing like that. Nothing okay. juicy. <laughs> I actually did go on a dating app. Good, that is juicy. Um, recently. What do you mean? <laughs> no, but nothing really happened only because I don't know what it is. Um, you know how, like, sometimes this is weird, but, like, you know how sometimes you have your, like, low moments where you're like, I'm calm. I don't really need that, you know, to entertain anything. But then you have, like, oh, I'm boy crazy. I want to just look. So I kind of got food of, oh, you know, I'm kind of bored. I want to look at some nice, you know, cute boys. Mm-hmm. And so I did look. I looked, and I was like, okay, okay, but then when people started to message me, I'll be honest, I was like, I want to talk, but then I don't want to put any bad, like, any negativity towards that if I'm not really in it, like, my head, mm-hmm. so I was able to match with a few guys, but it, because of me, I was able to take it to the next step of, like, okay, yeah, let's take it off the app and actually talk on the phone. So I was there for maybe like a day or two, and then I eventually deleted it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I know. I was like, you know what? Maybe I want to do something a little bit more natural. I'm hoping that once this whole pandemic thing is over, that I can actually go out and meet people. Oh, um, my goodness. You know, I mean, I know that was like a little like, oh, I dipped my toes real quick. and I. <laughs> no, but... this is wonderful. Do you remember, was it our last conversation? <laughs> I think I was trying to like get you to you know even just join a dating app without whatever and you were like so against it not aggressively but like you were so against it because you were just so concerned about yeah like you just couldn't because of that space you were in Mm -hmm. not even joining it so you joined it even for a day that is great (laughs) do you not get that that is wonderful that you made that step you were very much against it and you went ahead and did it that means that you were becoming more free with yourself that is wonderful that is all a part of what you said a moment ago letting go of the fear of the unknowns and replacing Mm -hmm. the what ifs with them hey i did that i'm gonna do it that (laughs) is wonderful i'm proud of you i'm proud of you for being on an app for a day that is wonderful. <laughs> and, and it's also great. So, all right, let me see. So, if I'm correct, you said a moment ago you realized from being on the app that you want to, like, end up or find something more organically. Yeah. That's wonderful. Remember our first conversation about when we defined failure? Where mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. um, failure, you define it as is if you fall down and you don't pick yourself back up. But then we identified that it, it had to have been something that you actually did want. I hope that you realize that going on the app, checking it, realizing it doesn't work for you, all of that was a very successful step for you in becoming, you know, like more ready for the dating world. And you're even, you realize that you also just said you're hoping that when this is done, you can maybe meet someone. You're saying that you're about to date. You're talking about dating like you want to, like you're interested. This is yes. what you're saying. Wow. That's that's true. <laughs> I've been exposed. <laughs> this is so great. Look at you now, waiting to meet men. Girl, go ahead. I'm yeah, definitely because it's like staying indoors, you kinda of feel like, you know 
you have your friends, but sometimes your friends can't fulfill all their needs. <laughs> that is indeed so, true. Yeah, so I'm just like, you know, I hope someone out there, whenever I meet them, is brand spanking new, and it's like, you know, we starting a clean slate, nothing from the past lovers that I've had, and that I feel like I I know them in a past life. Like that's the connection that I want, that I hope for, and you know, we can build each other up, and you know. I, I, you know, who knows? I'm reaching thirty, so it's like I, I'm I'm open to it because I would love to grow with somebody else if I were to move out, you know. And I don't want to, I don't want to be lonely. I want to be independent, but I don't want to feel lonely. So. Wow! Oh my goodness, this is something else. I feel <laughs> I have like just an ear to ear grin on my face. Like our <laughs> first conversation, you were like, "I don't want." I just want to be so caught up with one thing to not even think about men or relationships. And two months later, you're speaking so confidently on what you desire and what you know you want and what you know you're looking for. And I am so happy for you. I am so happy. And I hope that you, that you find it. I know that you will. And I just wanted to, to stick it in there again, as it pertains to that stuff that we are not going back to, to settling. That was one of our biggest no. issues when we dated before, <laughs> and that's what set us backwards. We're not settling. Yes, correct. All right, just just ensuring that's the you've been you good, you good, you got this. You know, all right. Actually, <laughs> actually, that brings me to the next thing, the which is what is the ever evolving you bringing to the table of a relationship? Because we know what you want, but who are you? Why should this wonderful man that you're going to find be with you? Or woman. So, I feel... I feel like I have a whole lot more than a pretty face or whatever, you know, they find attractive Mm -hmm. to bring to the table. Mm -hmm. Um, I have... Of course, I I know I always talk about this, but like family orientation of mine, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that it's important and I'm willing to teach people those values if they don't have it. And if not, they're more than welcome to join my family, you know, because some people don't have the type of family that I have, closeness Mm -hmm. and everything. So I'm I'm very, very open to showing someone my world and how beautiful it can be growing up with three siblings and, you know, a big family and loving parents who didn't have much, but then we went on vacation. It felt like a freaking, you know, like we were in a movie. Like, you know, like it was just, I want to hopefully when I have kids, show them that too, along with my husband, of course. (laughs) Um, So that's something I could bring to the table, that different point of view of this, how it is to be in a family versus, you know, only child or whatever, you know, situation that they've been through. And I feel like also, I I have a lot of loyalty to share. Um, you know, I, I, I'm very supportive. Um, and of course, if there's something that I don't agree with, I will respectfully, of course, discuss that with my partner. But I feel like I have that, um, how do you call it? Like my philosophy is supportive, but I can show you a different point of view. Right. Cause you know, sometimes people think that, oh, you know, you're not a good friend because you don't agree with me. Mm-hmm. No, sometimes agreeing with somebody is not always the best. It, depending on the situation, like I say, like a toxic friend, why would you keep them in your life? Get rid of them, you know? So I feel like that for me, I can bring to the table because people, people are very stuck in their ways. So when you share your philosophy with them, they're like, you know what? Maybe you're right. I never saw it like that. And I have a, actually, I have one of my guy friends who is just like that. He brings out a different side of me because I'm like, how do you think about that? 
And then he says, hey, but Giselle, you bring a lot of good points, though. Don't, don't, you know, don't feel discouraged. Don't discredit yourself. Mm -hmm. So when he says things like that, because he's very logical, very, um, very mature, very wise. And so when he tells me, no, you're not stupid. Don't say that, Giselle. You know, you have a lot to bring to the table. So when he tells me, he talks to me like I'm a human being, like I'm an adult. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, you're right. I have a good philosophy in my head. So I feel like I have that to offer mm-hmm. because a lot of people are afraid to speak up to their partner. Um, they're afraid to be honest and stand up for themselves. They stay quiet. And then that's when, of course, you know, insecurities come in and, you know, mental abuse or whatever it is that, that happens. Um, so, I, yeah, I want to bring the, the loyalty, the no fear, the transparency, and also the vulnerability. Because mm-hmm. I've been told a lot, especially by especially by that one guy that had a girlfriend and then I didn't know about right. it till later. He was one of the ones who said, I, I am envious of your vulnerability. And I, I was like, that's the first time I've heard anyone say that. And I was like, what are you afraid of? And they're like, well, it's just, I don't want to let my guard down. I was like, you know how I let my guard down with you? I don't regret it. I mean, obviously it didn't end well, but I, at least I showed him that I was a good person. I, I, I did my deed of what the hell I did. But at the same time, I showed him I'm a strong person despite what the hell I did mm-hmm. or what you did to me. Sorry, what you did to me. And so it's funny that he craved so much to be like me, not like me, but like to have that trait. But he couldn't because look what happened at the end of the day. He ended up just shying away and going back to where we started, which is not on a good note. So to me, I didn't miss out on anything. I showed you my side. And if you can't allow yourself to bring out that vulnerability as well then that's your problem so i feel like i have that to bring to the table if i can because i also had issues like that with my ex Mm -hmm. he was not vulnerable at all it took a while for me to get it out of him so at least eventually they both became vulnerable these two guys in my life so hey if i can do that with the next partner and then successfully keep that vulnerability out on the open i feel like i I brought something to the table. So, I, I don't know. That's something I'm proud of because I'm not ashamed to be vulnerable. I, I think it's stupid to, to hide that because we're all humans. I don't know. I mean, if you're like a psychopath or a sociopath, maybe, <laughs> you know, you don't have that part of your brain turned on. But it, it is what it is. We're, we're supposed to feel emotions. We're supposed to talk to each other and cry. And, you know, it's just. I, I will never stop being myself. Oh, you're too sensitive. Oh, you're too emotional. Or, oh, you're so aggressive. You know what? I don't care. But this is what I have to bring to, to, to a relationship. And if you don't like it, then go find someone else who doesn't op- open up about stuff, who who expects to just let you lead the way. I'm, I'm not like that. <laughs> I, I lead the way in my way, you know, alongside you. So, you know, um, and then also, I also bring friendship. You know, despite people, you know, oh, it's all about romance and love. But no, it's it's also about getting to know your, your partner, yeah, you know. As, as Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, that's your ride or die. That's your best friend, but in the opposite gender of whatever gender you like or same gender. So, to me, that is important because I remember, I'm going to, the reason I say this is because I remember my ex didn't consider me his best friend. And to me, it made me feel bad because I, I thought he was my best friend. And so when he told me, well, I don't think you're my best friend, at least not yet. And I was like, okay, this is kind of weird. So I knew that I was a good friend, though. I was there for them. Always, hey, call me at 3 o'clock in the morning. Don't worry. 
text me at 5 a.m., I'll, I'll text you back. That's a real friend, always there for them, always there to listen, whether you're sad, whether you're happy, whether you're just having a blah day. So, and if people tell me, Giselle, you're a good friend. And because I've showed those traits to every person, it's not like, oh, I'm only going to show these good traits to one person and not the other person. So I, I play a pretty fair, I don't want to say fair game, but I, I put all the cards on the table, the same cards on the table for everybody. Mm-hmm. Because it's not fair to show just the good cards and not the bad cards, you know? Right. So it's like, no, this is all of me. And I'm spreading all the cards, and you're going to see all the good ones, all the bad ones, and that's it. So I feel like, yeah, and then along with that, I feel like I also bring genuinity. Um, you will never hear me say, oh, I don't want to talk about it, or, you know, oh, I'm neutral. No. <laughs> I will tell it like it is, because you need to hear it, because I love you. Yes. So, and a lot of people don't do that. Oh, that's not my place to say that, or, oh, I don't want to make them feel bad. It's like, no, you don't have to make them feel that. Just tell them in a way that you think that they would comprehend your point. Mm-hmm. So that's something, like I said, it's never going to change me being genuine. I'm not, you know, fake. I'm not going to just beat around the bush. Um, so, I, yeah, I feel like I have a lot of good things to bring to a relationship. And they go from romantic to, you know, friendship to philosophical to emotional. Um and I hope the next person actually sees for me for what it is, you know, like someone who's worthy of love and who actually is worth their time of day. Um, Aww. yeah. <laughs> no, that is, oh, I love this. I, I enjoyed listening and hearing you talk about a relationship, especially the, the part about vulnerability. Because mm-hmm. I remember you talking, you know, about you wonder if you need to be strategic, like if I should be cool yeah. or if I should be this. And now you're like, look, I'm coming all in and I'm giving myself and I know what I want out of it and I know what I'm giving. And if it's not that, then you're lost, essentially. Exactly. And mm-hmm. girl, ain't nothing else I need to tell you on that. That <laughs> is what you need. Talking about like the family and the loyalty and stuff, I think if ever anyone asks you like what you are bringing to the table, you can also like categorize all of that as a safe space because oh. I feel like a lot of men don't have that and they right. don't know that they need that, you know, because they're the tough guy, but they need a safe space so that they can flourish as well and be what they need to be for us. So Right. And you are, from what you're saying, you are offering that to your partner, a safe space. You say those very words. And when you say vulnerability and outlook and candor, like all that stuff, make sure you let them know that you are offering them a safe space. That's that's a good one. Safe space. I like that. Definitely. I'm so proud. Ah, Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Look at you. Look at you, ready, 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 ready. Um, all right. So then we had, what do you feel most proud of about or from this two month journey? And that could be more than one thing. Um, it's probably two things. Um, so one, I am proud of actually taking a job and leaving when I didn't need it. Mm. (laughs) And I say that because, yeah, I know it sounds weird, but the reason I say that is because with jobs, I'm used to wanting stability. 
And I remember always, with all the jobs that I've had, even the internships, first day, I hated it and I wanted to leave. And sometimes I regret not doing that with my other job. Mm-hmm. But I thought, you know, I'm an adult. I shouldn't be going from job to job. It doesn't look good on my resume. Don't do it. You have a degree. You know, you need the money. Just, you know, graduated college. Don't do that. Right. But then now when I took this little, like, little gig, mm-hmm. and I was probably there for, like, like uh, less than a month. And I said, you know what? This is, this is not something I need. And I left. And I didn't feel the need to explain myself. And I was proud because other times you have to kind of be professional and lie and say, thank you for the opportunity, blah, blah, blah. We'll meet again in the future. No. I was like, well, thank you so much. I have another opportunity. Good luck. Yep. That's it. And so I was like, wow, I did that. I left <laughs> in less than a month. And I didn't stick around. So outside of myself because I was scared. I was like, oh, I need something on my resume. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, you know what? No. And all my friends were like, mm, I mean, it's, you're doing what you love, right? Should it matter? I was like, I'm not happy, though. I was happy like two weeks ago, but no, I'm not. I think I'm just going to retire from this situation. <laughs> And I did that. So actually, I'm proud of that because, like I said, I, 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 I hate jumping from job to job. But when I know something's not for me, now I know, nope, don't do it. Your mental health always comes first. And that's Absolutely. what I did. That is it. That <laughs> is it. I hope the people just heard that and felt it because you just told the truth. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you that it's like I hear so many people and, and I get it. My situation is different where I live. I still live at home, but I hear so many people and like these jobs that they hate and it's like, I wish I can help them, but they're like, Oh, I need the money and I can't jump from job to job. And it makes me feel like, wow, I have a chance now to jump, you know, before I get into a situation where I can't jump anymore because I need the money. Mm So that That is true. Um, That's the literally the right outlook to have. Like I know that conversation we had like just before your birthday and stuff. Like about the you know I think I can't remember if we discussed it on the podcast. We might have the last session, but you know just about basically contextualizing and knowing what's important and what is important is that being able to jump, being able to make do what makes you happy. For some people. Staying in the job, keeping that structure, that's what makes them happy. The money, that's what makes them happy. Or, you know, some obviously not talking about the people who don't have another option. And for mm-hmm. you, tasting many things and having these experiences, many different types of experiences is what, in, what is important. And you are able to do that when you're not tied down to something that does not bring you happiness. And... Again, because of the living situation that you have, you're able to do that. And it's not something you should feel guilty about or feel bad about because other people don't mm-hmm. have it. It's yours and it's okay that you have it. And it's okay for you to take advantage of it and live your life mm-hmm. and be happy. Because like you said, there will come the time where that is no longer going to be the case. So mm-hmm. live, honey, just live. It's, exactly. It's good. <laughs> really good. Uh, what was the second one? The second one was actually writing that letter and sending it. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> yeah, definitely, because that's something that, you know, it's crazy because I've done it with, with guys, you know, where I do that, you know, I write a paragraph about how much they hurt me and then I hit send and then I don't get a reply back. Okay, great. But now it's like, this is a professional thing. You know, it's not like I'm writing a love letter. <laughs> so that's I was so afraid to do it. So when I wrote it, I was like, you know what? The, yeah, you know, this is a good part of uh, closing that chapter. I needed to because 
if I were to just stay shut and then come out years later, they're going to say, why now? No, this is my truth now at this moment. And you know what? If I'm suffering or I suffered, you're going to suffer with me because I just shared that pain with you. So here you go. <laughs> I'm leaving it with you. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, having a $100 bill on you. And then, you know what? I'm going to pay for those clothes. Now you hand that $100 bills to that cashier. Now it's their responsibility to do what they can with that money. So that's how I feel. <laughs> I do the transaction of emotions. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's I. That's why I'm proud. Like I feel like a, you know, something was lifted off my shoulders, and now I can go about it a different way and heal. You know, not a tree bent, but a tree with actual, with a vision, mm-hmm. and not just growing with branches all over the place. Um, well, but if it does, it's okay though. But <laughs> I can always maneuver her. <laughs> that is um, what everything is about maneuvering. It's your life. Mm-hmm. Only you can maneuver it. I, I wanted to mention, because I guess the last podcast is when I was like trying to, about the letter and everything. And I wanted people to know that oh, before the night was even over, at about 6 or 5 a.m., Giselle finished the letter and she sent it. <laughs> Another day didn't pass. She did it. She did it that very night. And that was wonderful. Thank you. I'm sorry I last one because it's true. It was no, like, it wow, was... I did not sleep. We had a no. session. It was 1 a.m. Then I was like, you know what? I can't sleep. I woke up like at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning and then got the okay, sent it at 6 a.m. And uh, that's it. The rest is history. And then. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yep. Because when you sent it to me, I didn't think it was, I, 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 I genuinely hadn't realized you would have just, like, yeah, done it. Like, screw it. I'm, I, I was, like, so happy when you did. I was like, yes, yes, uh, this is going to be so great because I know that it's going to to help. And I know at first it was, um, oh, yes, I wanted to, I remember that I wanted to talk about that, that it was turning, I'm not going to talk details directly, but, like, it was mm-hmm. turning into a lot of not what you were going for initially. Um, mm, if you remember yeah. what I'm talking about, like with the, you know, like, sh- you know, sh- and if the conversation was here or there or whatever. And I just wanted to like say to people, like we need to ensure that we focus on the more significant end result when we're dealing with situations, because a lot of situations have a lot of variables that can, you know, involve this outcome and that outcome, all of them simultaneously. But the one that you know you are going for is the one that you need to focus on. Otherwise, you can end up being pulled or dragged here or there and Mm -hmm. altogether lose focus. And when you lose focus on the main mission, essentially, then you're not going to execute it properly. So I just wanted to basically say that, like, just focus on whatever it is you were going for in the first place and everything else will fall into place once your head is screwed on right. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to put that out there. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, just for, for anyone. Because I know that you did end up having the the conversation and it's without the pressures of worrying about all that other stuff, which was good. Yeah. Okay. And then we have you talking to yourself. <laughs> yes. Those talking sentences. Whew. Okay. Um... And the legacy, you can do, like, placing the legacy. Each one that's positive will do a legacy with them. 
Oh, yes, I definitely have that. Uh, right, I have awesome. a few here. One, two, three, four, five. So, like, maybe, like, half are towards my legacy. All right, awesome. Um, awesome. So, we're going to start with the first, mm-hmm. right? So, G. So, <laughs> I put here, this is a little funny because it's something that I feel like I'm always going to have an issue with, but I feel like I have an attitude problem. Mm-hmm. And the reason I it, it sometimes happens to be an attitude problem is, when I get annoyed when people are nosy. Mm. So that's my reaction. Someone being nosy, I get mad to with them. And this annoys me because I wish I had a different approach mm-hmm. so that I could be more approachable. But that's my way of showing that I'm not a pushover. Right. Because not everyone needs to know everything about me because sometimes people get too comfortable and it's like, okay, slow down. And then when I get, you know, a little bit like, hey, you know, no, thank you. I don't want to answer. They get too assertive. And that's when the bull comes out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so they're, they're kind of asking for it. So it's like, okay, that's it, done. <laughs> <laughs> so I've always kind of been like that. Um, so that's my first. So at least you have yeah. a major part of it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I've always acknowledged that. Sometimes also the bad part is that I don't notice my tone when I talk to people and it comes out like an attitude, even though mm-hmm. I don't. It in an attitude. My sister tells me that all the time. She's like, watch your tone. And I'm like, oh, my bad. I didn't notice. So, mm. depends on the person. Yeah, some people don't take offense to it, but some people do. Usually yeah. the people, yeah, it depends. Like, my friends, though, don't know not to take offense to it because they're like, oh, that's just the way she talks, but not that I mean it. But my sister, she will 100% always take it personal. So. Yeah, I think for me, I'm not on the fence about that, but I definitely, one of the biggest things for me and humanity is just the art of discernment. And mm-hmm. I would like to believe that you know when to to bring out an assertive attitude, because I definitely believe that sometimes people, people can be very ridiculous, very, very yeah. ridiculous, just outrageous and absurd. And sometimes they need an attitude, like they just need to be checked. So I personally would never tell anyone to like completely get rid of their attitude. I would just advise a person to be cautious of when to bring it out, of when it is necessary. Right. Um, right. Because there are definitely times that it is necessary. And as long as you're not hurting a person, because there's a difference between having an attitude and just being a, like a outright jackass or asshole or jerk or bully or whatever. There's a difference and. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you really do need to send a message. So, again, I, I trust that you know when to bring it out. Even the fact that you can identify that, okay, your sister sometimes tells you to check your tone. Even if she's still telling you, at least you're aware that, okay, I need to take a step back when it comes to her and perhaps other people as well who might have an issue and may not feel about it the same way that my friends do and receive it the same way that my friends do. So at least right. you're able to acknowledge this and... Now it's up to you, and I trust that you are now equipped more than ever to do whatever it is you believe that you need to do. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people are like, oh, you know, negative and positive responses to that sentence if I were to tell them. <laughs> it's um, you. It's you. It's all right. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you, you gotta know you. Even if you don't love everything about you, knowing you is this one of the most important things. So the second one is for I, and um, this one kind of goes hand in hand with the first one. Um, mm. So this sentence, and of course, it, it runs on a little bit, but I put I am feisty at times for no reason. Um, this doesn't bother me too much, 
Um, but the good part about it is that it keeps those, quote, bad people at bay, the people who don't want to deal with me, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. meaning people who don't have the patience to, you know, especially guys, the patience to get to know me or, or you know, who just want something easy, like, oh, you know, how do I say it? Not easy, but you mean not easy as in getting in your pants, but someone who's, you know, accessible emotionally and physically. Um, but I like to, I like people who know how to handle my sass. Because then that's how I know, okay, whether I'm joking about it or whether I'm serious, they'll take me serious. If I'm joking, they'll know I'm being funny. So that means they're willing to stick with me in the long run and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you can handle me at my my best, whatever, handle me at my worst, something like that. Right, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah and I've had a, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 that I mean that I've had a few people stick by me obviously my friend right so to me and what's crazy is that they admire that from me they wish they were more like that because they're more passive they're more quiet so right. yeah that's kind of funny I, again i feel i i this for me also goes hand in hand with the previous one which is just a matter of discernment know mm-hmm. when you need to put your foot down and know when yeah. you need to like put your foot five feet down and 10 feet down and 20 <laughs> feet down because people, again, it can get very intense with their just, oof, I can't, um, they're very unique personalities in the world. So, yeah. yes. and I know that this is one of the things that we spoke about even in the first, first conversation before the podcast. And I just feel like the person that you're becoming is, and has become as well, is self-aware and Mm -hmm. like you're talking about the attitude problem and you're talking about the being feisty and whatever in a way now that is very that is more mature than the way that you spoke about it two months ago like when you spoke about it two months ago like you spoke about it as just this problem that I have and that received this and probably did that and that, 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 that and now you're speaking about it as a situation that you know exists for you and you can see why you use it and why you employ it as opposed to you know just talking about it as this problem and this negative thing you can talk now about how it helps you and when it serves you in you know whatever scenarios those are and I feel like mm-hmm. when you're aware of how something could serve you then you you would be better able to again discern when it's not gonna serve you like when it is not necessary so I think you're sure. on, the, on the right path with that just remain self-aware thank you no i'm just scrolling oh this one is for s Mm -hmm. the sentence is i am confrontational Mm -hmm. (laughs) this makes me feel Mm self-assured i like having a backbone of my own Mm -hmm. people who do not know me perceive my young looks as innocent and I like to show that I'm mature with that trait. And that is one of my legacies. Mm. Nice. Okay. Being confrontational. That serves towards your legacy. I love it. What aspect of your legacy do you think um, being confrontational like serves? Like from the from what we looked at on the, I don't know if you have your goal maneuver with you, what concept? recognition or experience like all of those which one do you think being confrontational serves i feel like it probably serves a few few boxes actually mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. like of course recognition if someone's taking credit for my work i'm gonna say hey 
how did that happen? <laughs> Where did you contribute to my project? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Also, experience. If someone doesn't tell me, let's say, you know, gives me a smaller role than what I need in, in a project. I want to say, hey, but I would like this role. How can I get there? Mm-hmm. So, not in, it doesn't have to be a bad confrontational, but it's more like, yeah. hey, tell me. Tell me what I can do better. You know, um, I guess, yeah, exactly. If I want experience, I'm going to ask for it. So I feel like that's a form of conversation, right? Um, yeah, also, technically, like, you're confronting something that is that might be bothering you in any way, shape, or form. You can confront situations in ways that are productive and not destructive. Yes, yes, okay, yeah, that's exactly what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> um, that's good. Um... I'm trying to see. I also see involvement too. Hmm. Um, like for example, I put there like uh, you know volunteering and and right. you know uh, being accessible, being part of things, bigger things. And I feel like I can not maybe maybe that's not the right word, but take initiative. And I I don't know if that goes hand in hand with confrontation, but I guess taking a stance. Um, have you been at all vocal with what's going on right now with George Floyd's yes. death? Yes. So uh, I post on Facebook about it, and I talk to my... Actually, I have a... This is really sad. I actually have a few black friends who are texting me about it. They want to vent. Mm-hmm. So I'm there for them. And I say, hey, listen, this is your battle. This is our battle. I'm here for you. So I'm right. definitely... I'm definitely vocal about that because it, it makes me feel makes me feel bad that you know like I always say my brothers and sisters are fighting and I actually cried the other day like that's why I have not been in my phone I, it, it hurts to just see everything happening but mm-hmm. some things need to happen to change so that's how I feel so yeah, I mean I got emotional with him saying that yeah I have a lot of strong opinions and I really hate that we have a clown in office and. We need to dismantle the system. Oh, the system <laughs> 100%. needs to be dismantled. It is not yeah. a good system. A system mm-hmm. that requires people, a mass of people who outnumber the system in itself mm. to vote for a lesser of two evils or, or to mm-hmm. have to do that. That doesn't make sense. But anyway, okay. anyway, that's... Hmm. I have... Oh, girl. <laughs> hmm. All right. <laughs> Let me breathe. Um, you got so, it. right. So, for example using your voice like because every time you post something you're going to like especially not as a member of the you know afro community directly you're gonna have like people who might not understand or even like a lot of people who are not a part of the community feel like this isn't their issue so every time you post as a non-member directly you are going to be confronting these people as well every time you post you're confronting just all of the opposition to this movement so yes being involved has to do with you know being confrontational as well in this way like in this context a positive way a person who is able to use their voice every time you use Mm -hmm. your voice you're confronting the matter so that's good that you're not remaining silent or that you don't exactly. feel the need to remain silent. So yeah, definitely make sure that you always keep that. Thank you. That's yeah, I'm definitely. 
Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm a fighter, and I'm going to fight everyone on Facebook if I have to. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fight everyone. Some people are legitimate, just imbeciles. No, 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 I get you. No, like that's true. Some people are just there for, quote, the fun of it. And it's like, yeah. this is not fun. This is exhausting. Yeah, you know? People don't get it sometimes. Um, God. But yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So next is for us. Um, so I am quirky and can be awkward. Aww. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, some people find this charming while others see it kind of like as weird. Hmm. Uh, but when people call me weird, that's when it kind of bothers me sometimes. But at the same time, it does make me different and that's why they remember me. But I like that the other half can respect who I am, which is sometimes an introvert. And weirdness equals creativity. Look at all the scientists and inventors of the past. They had some type of autism or something on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So to me, don't say that's weird. They made stuff happen. So when you call someone weird, look at all these directors or, you know, people who have their quirks and, and they made it work. Quentin Tarantino definitely has something yes, going on in that Yes, that's exactly workshop. who I was going to bring up. <laughs> so I would say that would be part of my legacy. That's wonderful. I love that. That is the part that's going to bring all the uniqueness. Exactly. And I love that you're owning that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, so next is letter E. Mm -hmm. I am loyal to a fault until Mm -hmm. you hurt me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I'm loyal to a fault until you hurt me. This makes me feel confident about my choices, about the company I keep around. Good judgment. When it comes to friendships, and that is my part of my legacy. Mm, that's really good. And yeah, I know. I know. I haven't always had the good best judgment when it comes to like things in love, but with friendships, I know for sure who to cut off, who who to keep around. Um, you know, I and loyalty, of course, can come in different forms for for everybody. You know, what I do might not be loyalty to somebody else, but to me. I know how to define the lines of loyalty of how, you know, how you can hurt me, how you cannot hurt me. So I feel like that's a good trait to have, loyalty, because you need people in your team. No, without a doubt. And it's like um, one of the things I want you to remember is that everything that you are talking about with these sentences that apply to your legacy, I want you to spread it across the board. So, for example, how you're able to use the aspects of being loyal with your friends and and also the loyalty yourself in knowing when to cut someone off who's a friend and tra-la-la, also Mm -hmm. be able to apply that to your romantic relationships. um, Right, right. Because it's important. Like, let it be a part of who you are and spread it across the board. Because, like I said, it's um, relationship, spirituality, and success. Like, let it be there all the way like know what to let go if it's not working for your energy um mm-hmm, you already mm-hmm. did it with the job it wasn't making you happy you let it go to protect yourself to protect your energy and when it comes to relationships protect your emotions from a person who you don't think is about to protect it try when you feel like you have something down packed in one area try to do your best to spread it across right okay Let's see. This is for L, the letter L. Mm-hmm. I am sensitive. Mm-hmm. I get defensive really easily. This makes me feel capable of feeling emotions. 
I don't see it as a weakness, but I don't like that sometimes I make decisions based off my emotions rather than being logical. Mm-hmm. For example, well, this is a go hand in hand with like, you know, something not serving you versus, you know, uh, showing up for people. Mm-hmm. So, for example, not going to a family party because I don't like a certain family member rather than going to the party and spending time with other relatives there that I do get along with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's like I do, yes, I make emotionally emotional-based decisions, but sometimes I am very logical. But if it doesn't serve me and my mental health a purpose, then I don't do it. Right. But, yeah, I could be sensitive. And I don't, I'm not going to put that as part of my legacy, but that's something that, you know, I, I, I can work on, but it's not going to go away. So, yeah. Definitely. But then... Go ahead, sorry. Yeah. No, but I feel like that also is part of my vulnerable side. So, yeah, um, I mean, being sensitive, you definitely don't want to become insensitive or just completely shut off from what bothers you and your emotions. Because if you don't have sensitivity, then you're not mm-hmm. going to be able to be passionate, you know? Right, that's so, true. again, comes down to it, the art of discernment. When should I allow my sensitivity to be at the forefront? And when mm-hmm. should I allow my being rational and ability to reason be at the forefront? Balance is right. what's important. It's not about getting rid of one or the other. It's not even about diminishing one or the other, like, you know, lowering the level of this one and bringing up that one. It's just about balance. So you could be sensitive on a level of 110, but you just have to know when to not have it at the front. And mm-hmm. perhaps your ability to reason is only at a 56. That's all right. But you just have to know when to put it at the front. That's that's all that matters is being able to discern with situations. Because life is very complex. Life, which is, again, one of the reasons why, unless like a trait is harmful toward that person and mm-hmm. other people, if it's behavior that's destructive, which I think we've like spoken of in like other sessions and stuff, unless something is that, I wouldn't tell a person to let it go. Because what I would do or what I always advise with my clients is instead to equip themselves to be able to discern and know when to use it. Because life isn't just, oh, you need to not be sensitive or life is just, oh, you need to be sensitive. Life is, this is a moment that I need to allow my sensitivity to work for me. And this is a moment that I need to take it back a notch. You know, every Mm -hmm. single situation can be so different and it requires different things. Mm -hmm. So it's just a matter of knowing when, time and place, as we always say. Okay. Uh, Well, thank you for putting a different perspective on that. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So hold on to it. That's your passion, honey. That's where your passion is. And let me say this as well. When it comes to that part, it is very important that your significant Mm -hmm. other understands that you are a sensitive person because i can guarantee you that when it comes to your romantic relationship that is one of the parts where it's going to be a little bit more difficult to rationalize because you sort of expect this person to know you and love you and understand how passionate you are and you have every right to that otherwise i mean what's the point of dating them (laughs) you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. you know make sure that whoever you end up with know that you are a person who is like very passionate and sensitive about certain things and that they are ready not just ready and willing but also equipped to handle a person like you because a lot of people could be you know willing like yeah i could do this she's nice i like her i'll do it whatever but they are not in the mental position nor the maturity level to handle that so make sure that Mm -hmm. whoever it is is there that's true Mm -hmm. 
Okay, almost there with two left. Um, <laughs> all right, so this is for the letter E. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can be sarcastic. This can be a defense mechanism or a humorous thing, depending on the situation. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make me feel bad or good, just indifferent, neutral. Mm-hmm. But it's not part of my legacy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I get I think from our very, very first conversation, I heard some sarcasm to somewhat differ from a conversation that we were having. It was sort of like like a defense mechanism or like a protection thing of... Because obviously this was our very first conversation. You didn't know me like that yet. So I, I think I, remember, I think I remember. Right? <laughs> and you were like, you know, like being sarcastic and laughing it off. But it was something that we ended up yeah. finding out was a lot... A lot deeper and everything. So, but I think again that can also fall into the discernment thing. But also when it comes to that, at least be aware of when you're doing it. Like, right. don't let it be a thing that takes you over. Don't fear a situation so much that you lose your actual thoughts and feelings on whatever it is, and you become so incapable of expressing those, and you're only able to give out sarcasm. Because sometimes it could take over if you're using it as a defense mechanism and you might not even realize you're doing it. So just Mm -hmm. try to keep a hold on it, basically. Okay. Yeah. That's a good way to to explain that. Because a lot of people are like, oh, you know, like, I don't know, it's just weird when it comes to sarcasm. Because sometimes it could be really annoying, especially Mm -hmm. when other people do it to me and I want to punch them. (laughs) But then I remember, wait, that's me being a a jerk to somebody else when I do it. So I kind of just like, okay, just wave it off and then make them feel dumb for for being sarcastic with me. (laughs) So, eh. Uh, Okay, so last but not least, this is the first letter of my middle name. Mm -hmm. So the last one. I am a nerd at heart. I love to learn new things. Yes, I have always taken pride in being great in school. I was on the honor roll my whole life. And to be honest, I'm not sure if it took me far in life, though. But I am happy I got my degree. And that is part of my legacy. And, yeah, and who knows? I'll go back to school and be even more proud of myself. So, that's that. That was my uh, self-reflection. That is wonderful. Wait, were you saying these in the mirror? Yes. Awesome. That is wonderful. <laughs> Look at that. You see, you see the way that you just spoke. Again, what you just said to her made her feel good. That mm-hmm. is what I'm talking about. You you sounded so happy when you said like you genuinely said you said it with so much pride. I am a nerd <laughs> at heart and I like learning new things. Like you said <laughs> it like in this like such a cute way, but also like, "Look, this is it and I don't care. Take it yeah. or leave it." That is the tone that you said it with. I mean, I guess that's that quirky tone. And it was so lovely. Like, own it. Like, that is you. That is who you are. And that is wonderful. And when people people are telling you they see it, and when people are telling you that you are doing great things, know that there's no way that it could be false because you know in yourself that you are great. You know this. Thank you. That is is true. That is true. (laughs) And people constantly remind me, too. So it's like, you know, I have to drill it into myself again because I know I have a a lot of good things to offer. And it's just about maybe, I guess, the right time you want to actually present that to the table. So maybe that's why. Maybe that's why I haven't felt confident in the Mm -hmm. past year or so because I didn't have the chance to present those part of parts of myself at mm-hmm. that current job mm-hmm. or that's what I think to be honest because I was never this down about myself 
Um, yeah. Actually, that's a good observation. <laughs> write it down. Write yeah. it down. It's wonderful. Yeah. See, what you just said there was just a tad bit of casual self-reflection. Yeah. And I always say that is the biggest thing. All Every single day, we must self-reflect. Every day. The thing, what we did yesterday. Let's think about it. Let's think about why we did it. Let's think about how mm-hmm. it served us. Let's think about, are we going to repeat it? Should we not right. repeat it? How are we going to prevent ourselves from repeating it? How can we build it? What is We need to do those things. That is how you develop yourself each and every single day. I'm looking at some notes that I had from when I listened to our like first session as well. And funnily enough, at the top of it, I have do not let imposter syndrome befall you. So I think we must have had a conversation <laughs> about that from the first time as well. And look at you. You just had your own little revelation regarding it. Yeah. <laughs> that definitely what's funny, I remember talking to my best friend about it and she's like, Why do you think you have imposter syndrome? <laughs> and she couldn't understand either because she's like, You've done so much with your with your life. You should be proud. And she mm. constantly she is great to me because she's a constant reminder of why I should be proud of myself. So who who you know who constantly reminds me, you're great, you're beautiful, you're worthy. So I love that she doesn't contribute to, like, the negativity because I know other people will be like, oh, well, this and this and this, you know, but she's not like that at all. Okay. So I'm very glad that I have a best friend like that who who catches me, too, when I say something like when I'm self-doubting, you know, I caught that about you, Giselle. The other day we were talking about this. You know, you should be proud of that. Don't, don't. Don't think like that about yourself. Because it was a, actually, this is random. It was a conversation I was having with a, a couple of her friends on a Zoom party. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, oh, so what do you do? I was like, well, I'm a freelancer. You know, I work that, you know. And they were like, why are you saying it like that? And I was like, I don't know, because to me, it's like, I've been there, done that. And so mm-hmm. she's like, no, I'm proud of you. She said in front of everybody, I'm proud of you. Aww. You know, you should, you should, you know, brag about it. And I was like, you know what? Because the thing is, before when I was proud of it, I felt like I was in denial about being unhappy. Mm-hmm. So I guess maybe. That's why I have that attitude towards that when I talk about my like my, my my past job. But yeah, I thought it was really sweet. Even later on, she she spoke to me on the phone. She's like, you know what? I just want to remind you. Can I tell you something? I said, sure. She's like, I love you and I'm proud of you. <laughs> yeah, it was so random, but it's so sweet. Such a I like her best friend. They are uh, the best. Yes. Totally. She definitely. She's like a, my little angel too because I. I never thought I would have another best friend. I had lost multiple best friends over my lifetime, and mm-hmm. I've never been lucky in keeping them around because it's always some stupid miscommunication that I want to confront, but then they say there's nothing wrong, there's nothing wrong, when there's always something wrong. So I'm glad that I can do that with her. She won't ghost on me. She won't say, oh, I'm mad at you. No, she's very mature. So I really hope that she's there to be the godmother of my kids, oh, maid of honor. I love, <laughs> I love so. it. Yeah, it's it's sweet. We had a conversation about that the other day. She's like, I never thought I would have another best friend. Trust me. <laughs> She's like, you never, ever should let me go. <laughs> I'm oh like, no, <laughs> I'm not. So, yeah, definitely we're each other's, like, little angels. <laughs> it fits into when we were doing the, the navigation. So we were talking about your future, what you wanted for your future when it comes to relationships. And then you just knew that you wanted to ensure that you keep those people who were consistent and supportive. Yeah. 
and you have a best friend who is just that and that is mm. wonderful and I'm looking at the rest of this even and it's like okay leaving toxic family behind and just keeping people who are worth it to see your growth you spoke about that today mm-hmm. you talked about the fact that you have a lot of people who are proud of you that's wonderful you talked about having a partner that you could build with and even that you spoke about today but not in like a you know like in a yeah if I had to or whatever but in a this is what I am about to do when I find that person that I you know mm-hmm. I'm ready to find when the time is like right you know when the world is you know <laughs> available <Resume. Right? laughs> and then when it came to success you more in tune with your thoughts and listening to your intuition for guidance that sounded mm-hmm. like what it was today like you're gonna basically what 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 did you say about the um when you left and everything, like focusing on your happiness, now is the time to jump, basically. Um, yeah. Right. So all of that, like just listening to your intuition and jumping and tasting, which was a big part of your, your stuff, having more positivity and being optimistic. You definitely spoke in an optimistic manner today when it comes to your YouTube page and doing all that kind of stuff. It was like, yes, I'm doing it and I feel good about it. I'm doing it for myself. Just the, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, you had come to terms with faith and discipline mm-hmm. and just being mentally and physically stronger. Um, I'm mm-hmm. going to let you comment on those. Where do you think you are with those now as it relates to your success from when you spoke about it two months ago? How do I feel about success? The particular parts of coming to terms with faith, being disciplined, and being mentally and physically stronger. Um, that's a good question. Uh. I mean, I feel I feel like I'm prepared for like what's to come because we've been isolated, you know, with this whole quarantine. That I feel like I'm rusty, but once I get out there, I'm gonna go, you know, breaking down doors <laughs> when it comes to job opportunities. <laughs> so I'm confident that now, that thankfully, I have the time to, you know, perfect my craft. And when I'm out there, I'm gonna be like. This is how I discipline myself during the quarantine, and this is what I have to offer because of the quarantine. So, so I think, you know, I think I'm prepared for success, especially when it comes to having the right company, especially having friends in the media industry that I can trust. Um, but right now, I guess I feel pretty neutral about those things because I'm kind of floating in a, like a pool of contentness. Does that make sense? Like, I'm not super nervous but i'm not like oh jittery about anything no it's kind of like you know what i'm going with the flow i'm kind of like floating there um but not in a bad way yeah no that's great that ties into the coming like in my opinion anyway it ties into a bit with coming to terms with fate this means like yes because you mentioned you know i'm gonna go knock on every door but what you said just a moment ago sounds like at least you know that even though you're gonna bang on every door not every door is going to open and spread their arms open wide and that's something important for us to understand and I feel like that's what you just said when you said just going with the flow like you're not gonna kill yourself over it or whatever you just you know what you're trying what you're trying to do and you have confidence in that and yourself and that's wonderful and it also ties into being content that ties into your definition of success Mm because success for you meant having flexibility um to do the things that you want to do um, mm-hmm. while having financial stability and also being able to keep passion 
and just finding happiness with your own route and you sound like you're on the path to success I feel like it's and Thank that's you. that's really good I think the whole flexibility thing is like you're being able to be content with whatever you were doing while yep. also living and you're basically doing that right now and I hope that whenever you do you know like take your full independence and you're living on your own perhaps and all that stuff that it only gets better and better with each step and it will as long as you the ever evolving you the you mm-hmm. that can go from point a to point n in two months that that person handles the situations that they you know know will be productive i think that you're gonna be you're gonna be good for sure yeah <laughs> then we had you're welcome we had such Success, or wait, we had no, that was like no, 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 so sloppy. Um, I think we were talking about success from like grad school, um, mm-hmm. and all that. You said you just might, I think, isn't you? You said earlier that you just might, right? Um, yeah, right. that I'm thinking of just giving it a shot, sending in my essay, all of that. Wonderful, just mm-hmm. giving it a shot. That's great. You wrote also sharing passion in the media field collaborating yeah. without fear that is exactly yeah. what you spoke about earlier was yep. collaborating without fear because you were like you know now you message anyone and you're like yeah i could do this arena and you you put yourself out there and that mm-hmm. is you're doing it again these are all part of the things that you said you know you spoke of in future tense that are now present tense and i just want you to understand how colossal it is you should feel so good about it um oh here we have see how you could be useful with your resources <laughs> yeah look at you look at you That's being useful it. right now with your resources <laughs> thank you it's so great it is so wonderful um and i think i have right pieces of legacy documents uh, like so basically the things that you're going to create that are going to be out there you're doing mm-hmm. them you're creating them that is that is wonderful, honey. That is so wonderful. I wanted to ask you. Okay. Tell me a scale of one to ten. Ooh. Um, with ten being high, one being low, of course. Where is your self value? Oh, I think we went through this the first time, didn't you, we? You could not answer, right? Ah. Question mark. Um. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say an eight. Ooh, child. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you know, I feel like I have a long way to go to get to ten. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I don't think I'm beneath it because I know, especially with people telling me, like they, you know, it's not that I have reassurance, but especially that people are starting to see my 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 worth my value that they're like you know wow you have a lot of good ideas you have a lot to offer you you know you have these ideas that are stuck inside and now you're finally bringing it to real life so i'm just like hey if i'm actually getting a reaction out of people with the things that i do whether it's good or bad i'm doing something i'm doing something right yeah that's recognition and inspiration which mm -hmm. is a part of two of the things on your your goal maneuver and just a part of your legacy people telling you because they're seeing and all that stuff that is recognition mm-hmm. people telling you they're proud of you and all that stuff you're inspiring them without a doubt so right now you're living that yeah and that's for so sure. great 
Um, oh, God. That was yours. So, like, it went from a question mark to an eight. So, that's really <laughs> great. <laughs> that is wonderful. Um, and I wanted to also ask, hold on, let me see. Oh, this is, like, from our very first conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, what do you know about you? The Giselle that you are today, the 2nd of June, 2020. What do I know about her? Mm-hmm. In terms of what, everything? Yeah, or just like you. Like, just you. Well, I know that she is a fighter with a lot of passion, mm-hmm. who has a lot of support from her family, who hopefully will eventually take her content from a minuscule, you know, scale to, you know, a larger audience, yeah. who is super smart because <laughs> she she knows what she wants and she knows how she can get it. And I, I feel like she is still discovering herself, but mm-hmm. she wants to do it, you know, experiment, but in a healthy way um, and leave behind any, like, toxicity. So she knows what's not good for her, for sure. Ooh, okay. um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so she knows what she doesn't want in a relationship. <laughs> um, but I think... I think she was funny that sometimes Giselle talks as if I know it's weird I'm talking in third person, but um, should I say I or she? (laughs) If you're feeling she, then go ahead. Because I'm trying to look at at Giselle from like you know outside. So what's funny about her is that she's very she's very confident. Secretly, she's very confident. She says it a lot that she has it going on. She says, no, for it, it's funny because when I talk to my best friend, I'm like, you know what? Wow, I'm the shit. Damn, I did that. <laughs> and she, she's like, you see, look, look at that. You talk about, you know, that you're not this and you're not that. But you said it yourself, you know, you're, you're hot stuff because not, not, you know, not, not look wise, but like what you bring to the table. And I'm just like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I'm full of myself secretly. <laughs> it's just, it's taking shells. There's a lot of shells in between the inner and the outer layers. And maybe that's why I'm not 100% there uh, physically. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mentally, you know? So I think that's funny that sometimes I, I say, I hear myself, oh, wow. Wow, look at my resume. Look at the stuff that I've been through. I feel like I've lived like five lifetimes. Like I've done so much. Um. And especially with, like, you know, funny dating stories that I have. So it's like I, I feel that Giselle is very well-seasoned. You know, mm. she, yeah, she has a lot of experience in different areas, whether it's not, you know, what whatever this person thinks is I need for experience. But, no, in my world, this is what is experience, and this is what's me. This is my world. So, yeah, I think I think she is confident. She's always confident. It's just you need kind of, like, someone to, like, chip away at it. Or the experiences, or, you know, um, yeah, so, I guess, I guess the, the, the problem was back then that, uh, I was kind of not looking for validation, I was just hoping to share that with somebody else, and because it's been years since I haven't found someone to share that with, or like a, a decent job, that it's kind of, um, kind of made me go into like a pool of cement, and then like it dried up, and then now I need help getting out of that cement. Does that make sense? Like that's yeah. No, I, I don't know how to. Yeah. Know. So you just told me about yourself. 
when we had our first session, I have it here written down that you could not freely say what you know about yourself. You know what's funny? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and look at this. You told me about yourself. Just freely. Uh, I, I, I am just so proud of you. Thank you. I am just so, like, I'm literally getting emotional. <laughs> so, uh, why am I getting emotional? Oh, my goodness, I'm such a wimp. <laughs> oh, my goodness, but no, it's good for you. Like, I am so excited for you to, just you as a person that I, that responded to my ad. <laughs> and now we're here, and just hearing you talk the way that you're talking, is, and even, like, from the off podcast conversations that we had you know um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and how intense those were just hearing how you're talking now you just sound so comfortable in your skin it's it's insane just so comfortable like you sound like you're just like oh girl you sound moisturized that's how you sound <laughs> like you sound moisturized with like coconut oil and shea butter like just just your skin you're just glowing in it and I, and I know and I trust that you're going to glow and grow more. Thank more you. I really appreciate that. Without a doubt. You have your F point, so you know what your point of fulfillment is, your legacy. Mm-hmm. And you're moving toward it. What do you think? We know that your legacy is um is like your point of fulfillment. Would you, or can you give me a sentence or two to tell me what you think Giselle's purpose is? right now like today is our last session i mean in this context and you're about to take everything that has gone on and everything from this journey and live it and apply it to your life what do you Mm -hmm. feel like your purpose is as you're about to do that my purpose uh that's a good question i feel like I, I thought I was already fulfilling my purpose. <laughs> oh, no, no. Yeah, you're, um, okay, so, like, your legacy is basically, like, that is the thing that is going to fulfill you. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, that is okay. your F point. That's what you're working for. It's going to bring you happiness. It's going to bring you peace. It's going to make you feel satisfied. Your purpose is something that's, like, a, a bit more active. You know what I mean? Like, uh, even one of the concepts from the the goal maneuver could be your mm-hmm. purpose, like your over, like just the overarching thing for your life and the things that you do and and why you're doing them in that moment, what you want them, like how you want them to affect the world. So basically, mm-hmm. the legacy is for you, and your purpose is for the world from you. The world. Uh, you know, I've been thinking about it only because I mean. It's not. It's not on the legacy chart, on the the maneuver chart. But I thought, mm-hmm. um, I thought my purpose would be to educate, mm-hmm. meaning, and, and and like it could be, especially now with what's going on. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I'm hoping to create contact that can educate people on why it's important to start a revolution, right? And yeah, to change the world, to change government, to change policies, to change your outlook on the world that minorities are the majority you know that mm-hmm. it's you know it's been a journey and if you don't understand our journey let me show you so i feel like that's my purpose to to 
enlighten people, um, to bring a different point of view, to show them, uh, you know, take them from history into the future with my work, my content. So that's how I feel because, uh, you know, I've been doing it on Facebook and also I've been working on something on, on, you know, on my own. Um, I'm planning on hopefully, cause I know this one political figure who's on, because, you know, we used to work in the same right. building and we've got in touch. And so one of my guy friends is like, Hey, how about you interview him? And I was like, you know what? Yeah. This could be something that I could get the ball rolling. That's okay. So it's, it's a big deal because if I start interviewing him, I'm educating the masses on why this movie is important. And then from there, I interview somebody else and somebody else. And then I build my portfolio that way, whether it's on IG, on YouTube, on my own website. But yeah, I feel like I, you know, I can use my, my college education, everything that I learned from school. And then what's happening now, it still applies. So that's what I think is my purpose. It's to educate people who don't know about this movement or who don't care to know about it. Well, I'm going to show you why it's important. So that's that's what I feel at the moment. That is wonderful. Mm-hmm. That is wonderful. I think when I first, when our first session, one of the questions were um, like, just what do you want or what do you want out of this process? So who are you or something? I think probably tying into the how you weren't freely able to tell me about yourself and you were like, you know, you're searching and yeah. you were searching for your purpose. Mm-hmm. That's what you had said. That's what we had come to. And now you're telling me what your purpose is. And it is wonderful. I think it is definitely well-fitted to you. Yeah. With everything else, I think it's... it's, it's you're going to do it well. Thank I you. I definitely believe that you will. Ah, I appreciate it. You are, you're, you're good to go. <laughs> no! You are, no, you are like this great work (laughs) great work to you you have made so much progress with yourself and you should again just feel so very proud because you are not done you're not Mm -hmm. done all you're going to do is continue to make progress even when you have situations like with the stuff that happens or whatever even when you have those situations when Mm -hmm. they come to an end and they will come to an end that is another hurdle jump. Progress. You know yeah. what I mean? No matter the outcome, progress. Every step you take, everything is a stepping stone. Everything moves you closer and closer as long as you stay focused and keep discipline. And and that's what's that's what you're doing. All of those what were when we did it was at the last session and we were talking about what we're gonna like replace and we have you're going to go to where is it like a transparency and all that kind of stuff i think when we were talking about what we're going to replace certain things with and like Uh, i said we're going to have self-control and all that sort of stuff like that is something i want you to keep with you always and i also want you to when we did your hierarchy of needs like the things that you need to kind of just keep you happy along the way of the journey i want you to also hold on to that for sure when it comes to the stuff that we did with success spirituality and relationships and what you spoke about with the future and the past i want you to always reflect on those like look at where the past was what was happening there and ensure that it is no longer it's not existing in your present and if you find any of it existing in your present like when you start to date or anything for example be sure to nip it in the bud and ensure that what you want in the present that is going to be the future from now is what Mm -hmm. you wrote down for that present you know what i mean 
and Mm. more than anything ensure that you're living with intention and that everything that you are doing that it is serving your purpose and that it is fitting into your legacy because your legacy is calling and it is waiting and I know that you're going to arrive there no thank you (laughs) definitely I really appreciate it it's Seriously, like I said, I'm so glad I responded to that post because <laughs> I, you know, I, I learned about a lovely person like you and yeah, I, it's an experience that I definitely recommend to other people 100%. So yeah, definitely left a good impression and I, I don't know, just like an impact. Um, so, th- so thank you. Thank you for actually giving me the time of day. Thank you for, for being here. Thank you for believing in me. For, especially someone who started off as a stranger. Thank you for actually talking to me as I was, I was your friend. Because that's very rare for someone like stranger to actually 100% respect the person from jump. You know, it's like, it takes a while, but no, from the beginning I said, you know what? I like her vibe. <laughs> her energy is very, you know, motherly to me. Like, it's something that, Aww. not motherly, how do I say? Because I, I know it's, it's like, I'm trying to motherly is fine like, because you think angel. of mother, you think of a nurture. Oh, guardian angel. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, that. yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm trying to say. Guardian <laughs> angel. <laughs> yeah. So, so thank you for being my guardian angel. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, I am so happy. I can hardly wait. I must meet you someday. Oh. <laughs> and give you a big hug. We're definitely a bar away. So hopefully when this is over, yes. we'll, we'll, we'll can do that hug. We'll jump on the air or something. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm I'm really, I'm really glad that you enjoyed this experience. Now, all right. So you spoke about, you just like spoke about me and I appreciate it so much. But if you could like not talk to me, but just talk to the people and just tell them just a brief thing about just the process of what life coaching has now meant to you, like the journey. What it means or how it was? Yeah. How, same thing. So it definitely is different than it's like okay. I, I feel to me at least mm-hmm. it was like having a therapist who was a friend. Aww. Honestly, yeah. So it's more personal than actual therapy, but it's um you know actually someone from the outside looking at your situation and saying, hey, what can we do better? You know. So to me, I appreciated how these sessions actually looked at all parts of my life, not just, you know, career. No, it was love. It was family. It was uh, mental, you know, mental health. And um, the, the, mental, the mental state, especially, not mental health, but, like, the state of your, your mental. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's really rare to kind of do all of that at once. But this is really cool that you were able to get like a the maneuver and go down all the points, the F points, and reach to something like legacy or, you know, family or something like that. So I feel like people can definitely learn a lot from doing this because a lot of people don't self-reflect. They don't see how toxic, toxic they can be. They don't see what things are harming them or what's getting in their way. They kind of are just okay with things. But no, you shouldn't be okay with things. You shouldn't 
analyze things and say, hey, is this something I should keep around in my life? Should I cut out the carbs in my life? <laughs> you know, something yeah. like that. Yeah. You know, I feel like it's a good way to assess yourself mm-hmm. to see if you're on the path to where you want to be. So I feel like, yeah, this is a good a good way to reinvent yourself. Or if not, if you don't want to reinvent yourself, to kind of remodel yourself for the future. Kind of like mold yourself to, okay, this is how I want to go about my life from moving forward at this point. So, yeah, I think it's a very eye-opening experience. Um, it's definitely very personal because a lot of people won't understand right. if you talk about it. And the moment that I did talk about it, at least to a few friends, they actually were very supportive of it. They were like, wow, that sounds like an amazing experience. And they're like, you're really lucky to have met her. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I, I feel pretty lucky because a lot of people don't have the opportunity to give this a chance. A lot of people think, oh, life coach, what is that? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. You know, like, just just take a look and you might learn mm-hmm. that it's more than therapy. It's it's actually taking control of your life. Um, So that's what I like about this experience. And I was able to focus and, and, you know, always remind myself, look at my little journal and say, this is what session I, what happened in the session today. Okay. I'm going to just read through my notes. I'm going to kind of look through it and say, hmm, maybe I could have said this differently or, you know, hey, she was right about this. Me, how can I fix that? So I do read my notes and it's like half a book or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and I have notes on my computer too. Wow. So. Because I knew you were also writing outside of outside of this. You started writing outside of this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's definitely, you can definitely find other, you know, uh, how do I say, different uh, talents coming out of this. Because I did, definitely. Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I definitely, I hope that people at least get to experience life coaching once in their lifetime. Oh. Um, yeah. I really don't. Thank you. That is, you. You got me. Because so, God knows, I I don't do this for fun. I mean, it's fun, like talking to people, getting to know their lives. But I do this genuinely because I feel like this is my purpose, you know. And yeah. I want nothing more than to live so greatly for my purpose, and it makes me feel so very good to hear you talk like that, and not because I feel like I did anything, but just the know that you again this person has gotten from that point to this point like mm-hmm. I feel so proud of you and I feel so happy for you and that legacy that I know you're going to live I am so happy for you thank and you I, I just hope by God's grace that I get to see it when it happens yeah. Oh, you'll be the first to know when you win an Oscar or a Grammy. <laughs> okay, I better get the first ticket for the red carpet, your first red carpet event. No, I'm kidding. Oh, heck yes. Heck yes. You're in there like swimwear. So <laughs> never forget where you started. <laughs> yes. Speaking of swimwear, I wanted to end this on a positive note because I started to get emotional. Um, Aww. You, I want you to tell me what you wore on your birthday. Oh, haha. Ha. Um, so I actually wore this navy blue dress with some like pink flowers on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, some little shoes. Um, and I had my hair curly. It was down. Um, I put, you know, some cute earrings on. Yes. And yeah, you know, just looking cute, smelling pretty. <laughs> and you felt so, good, right? Like I said, you felt good as well, right? Yeah. 
I felt good. And um, it was great because my sister baked me a cake. Mm-hmm. Uh, we drank wine. Um, I ate my favorite foods all day. So it was a party all day, and then I partied with my friends on the Zoom party. It was a surprise, and Aww. I had a great time. You yeah, see, I had a great and time. And you thought it wasn't, and you wanted to droop the birthday away. Meanwhile, <laughs> your friends had surprises waiting for you as well. That is wonderful. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. I am, Thank you. I want you to take that as an example of how when you control the narrative, things will be so much better like when you take hold of it like my birthday even though these are the circumstances and for these circumstances the average person would feel down and whatever no i won't i'm gonna feel Mm -hmm. good i'm gonna do it because i want to because i can and i will and you did (laughs) apply that to everything every time a down moment comes applied now with the the nightmares that you're having it's because of the the narrative that the situation holds in your heart and your mind don't let it hold mm. that narrative. Let it hold the narrative of, look, I send the letter. This is just mm. the next step. And if you people think that I am not going to cross this one with you after a year of what I dealt with, honey, you're wrong. I'm about mm. to jump over you so hard. Okay? That is the narrative <laughs> that you, you need to, to keep with this situation. That you're just, they're just, an, this is just another part. And you got this. Yeah. You got this. Thank you. Yeah, that trap. You remember the my purpose. It was for that, and not for the other thing not that we spoke for the about. Other thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, that's true. Exactly. So thank you for always reminding me. And you know, when I'm floating up, you kind of like bring me back down to earth and say, "Uh uh-uh, uh," and you shake me. This is what we we were doing. This was our purpose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're right. I have to remember that. Definitely, so. definitely. Everything else will fall into place, honey. It will, by God's grace. Ah. <sighs> How do we even say goodbye? I know. How do we? Do we just stay on the phone all night until ah, until a bad we sleep on the phone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this sucks. I, I, it's weird because I didn't didn't think it was going to end only because you know I just didn't. It's weird to to say that it's like I'm not gonna get that text next week saying, "Hey, are you ready for the next <laughs> session?" <laughs> I hope you know that my phone lines are still open to you. Oh, I am still committed to you, Giselle, honey. I'm oh, not gone. Seriously. This Thank our you. relationship in this context is gone for now, anyway. But I am. My <laughs> lines are still open, and if a situation comes about and you feel like I could be of service. Mm-hmm. You call me. Thank you. I really, really appreciate that. And like I said, your time was 100% like valuable to me. So I will never take it for granted. Trust. I appreciate it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, I don't know what to do here. You do it. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> oh, no. You're going to give it to me. Okay, fine. Only because I respect your time. And I want you to go to sleep. And it's really late. <laughs> Ah, this is weird. I know your legacy is waiting. You're gonna be great. God bless you. Ah. No, no, you're making me cry now. Oh gosh, what is this? We are such wimps. I know. I'm gonna cry myself to sleep now. (laughs) I know. This is. This is, this is, this is different. You know, it's just like, I, I never met someone like, like I said, from the beginning, never met someone like you that I connected like right away. Like it takes me days, months, you know, years 
but it just came so easy with you and I, it's like you have this effect on people and I hope that you keep um, blessing people's lives the same way. Oh, thank you. So. I feel the same about you. I, I took pleasure oh. in talking to you. It wasn't just a task. It wasn't just a yeah. podcast. That's why I was always so ready and willing to speak to you outside of it because I took pleasure in being a part of your journey because thank of the you. person that you are. And I feel I'm, I'm, I'm glad my time was well served with you. Yes, definitely well served. I do have a question, so we can pause, you know, change from emotional to like okay. <laughs> but so are you planning to move on to another person or it's just like a one series like yeah, how I'm, is the podcast I'm definitely gonna to do someone else i'm hoping to do someone else for sure awesome i definitely look forward to hearing the podcast because yeah <laughs> to see it from you know somebody else not not me <laughs> <laughs> true even though i I definitely am going to tune in, though, just to see, you know, like, how do I sound? Yes, I'll send you all the links as soon as they're there, as soon as they're there. But, yeah. Thank um, you. It'll be really you interesting. You have made but, this yeah. great. For my first one, you've made this great. And I hope that the next person that I talk to that I could feel really good about wanting to, you know, do that for them as well as I did Aww. for you. No, definitely. Thank you so much. Like I said, I look forward to hearing how you impacted their life, too. So. Aww. Crossing my fingers, waiting that I hear from you when I when I get that link. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Aww. thank you so much. Big hugs, and seriously, your your hubby is lucky. He has a best friend like you, and your friends are lucky to have a friend like you. So keep being that positive light in people's lives. Seriously, you you're an immense immense light. Ah, okay, I'm gonna hang up now, even though I don't want to. I, like I said, hope you have a great week, a great everything. And when the quarantine's over, the sun's out, and we can all enjoy the sunshine together. Yes. All right. You have a blessed week as well. And keep focused. Yes, Education, purpose, legacy, fulfillment. That is why you are living. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. Thank you so much, Ayana. Seriously. Hugs. Hugs. You're welcome. (laughs) Aw. Bye, hon. God bless you. Bye-bye. Aw, bye. Okay, everyone. I'm going to edit this at some point. This was a wonder. I, I, I mean it when I said I was so glad to, to be working with her. It's, it was great. She was a pleasure. It, it was wonderful. I'm so proud of her. I'm so proud of her. I'm so proud of her, especially because of the conversations that were not on the podcast, the really intense and emotional ones. I am so proud of this young woman. God bless her. Thank you for listening. God bless you. All right, everyone, what you just heard was my honest reaction after our final session, and I still feel that very same way even now. 
I do want to let everyone know that I have every intention on doing more seasons. So please follow the Instagram at unprofessional.advice. Visit the website at unprofessional-advice.com where you can find links to our YouTube and a lot more information. And even, of course, if you would like to leave any remarks, any suggestions, completely open to it. Just again, visit the website at unprofessional-advice.com. If you've been listening throughout the entire season, all five episodes, I greatly appreciate you. Thank you and God bless.